Hey everybody, Claire and Shia here. Hello. Uh, so we just wanted to say a little quick, just like, hey, sorry we've been gone again. Yes. Uh, it's been like a month and a half, no big deal or anything. It's been almost two months. Uh, we've been we've been keeping very busy. Yes. Um, we're hosting two open mics. Yes. We are uh, participating in a socialist overthrow of the American government. Yes. Just kidding. I mean, we're in a socialist we're, group. We're in, in a LA. political party that's organizing to elect um, local, um, sorry, socialist candidates to local political offices. Mm-hmm. I'm very tired. Yeah, I know. I am too. Um, but we love you guys and we love this show and uh, we're excited to give you this episode. We recorded with our pal Joshua Wiley and it's a, a good one. It's a really fun episode. Yeah. And is, in the end, is there anything more Trent Reznor? Then long periods of silence followed by unexpected bombs of content. Right. So here it is. So here it is. Enjoy, fans. Buckle up your butts and love you, resonance. Ready for blast off. Love you. Bye. You're listening to Trent Talk, your Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure, Trent Trent Reznor. I'm Shia Carey. And I'm Claire Dickerson. And this is Halo 28, released September 13th. It's Hesitation Marks. And today we have a special guest with us. We do. We have hailing all the way from up north in Canada, (laughs) we have Joshua Wiley. Hello. Hello. Uh, I have also been on the show before, mm-hmm. but uh, not in human form. Right. That's right. We, I think we had a, an interview with your hologram back during our Year yep. Zero era. Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that was fun. Great to see you in the flesh, although you do have your Skype camera turned off, so it's just a, <laughs> Great to a, hear teal, you a teal circle that says DP. <laughs> so my, my mind is filling in the blanks there. <laughs> Decoy photon. Oh. DP. All right, so we're going to dive into Hesitation Marks. Yes, this was a landmark album for a bunch of different reasons. Um, Just, I guess, real quick on the top, a little bit of history about its production. This is Trent Reznor's first release as Nine Inch Nails on Columbia Records, which is his new label. He has a label. What is he doing? (sighs) Sorry, I yawned. I was so (laughs) bored. That wasn't the impact I was hoping for. That's right. Um, so I, we probably talked about this way back when we were talking about o- an Omen, the yeah, yeah, EP yeah. released with How, How to, to Destroy, Destroy Angels. Angels, the trip hoppy situation he does with Miss Maraquine. Eh, I wouldn't call it. Anyway, go on. That's what Pitchfork called it, and their, word, their word is gospel. Yeah, Pitchfork, um, that garbage fire. So he Josh, really, how do you feel about Pitchfork? Uh, I feel like they are flip floppy. Yep, flip flop, flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Very apt. Um, (laughs) Hate myself. A few tangents ago, I think I was talking about Trent Reznor (laughs) signing to Columbia. So yeah, he released an omen with How to Destroy Angels and then came back and released Hesitation Marks. Um, Like as a complete surprise, it was another one of those signature Reznor drops. He just bombed the fans with this entire album. And um, yeah, it's a... it's got some really interesting experiments in it. I pretty much hate the entire first half. <laughs> um, but there's like three or four songs in the back half that I really, really enjoy and yeah. I think should be regarded 
in the uh, the the halls of Reznor's achievements. Yeah, They're quite good. Um, How do you feel about this album, Josh? Well, I think it has a really good first half and mm. an excellent last half. But the, <laughs> the middle, just from good I to mean, better. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> do you want Do you want me to call you Josh or Joshua? Uh, Josh is easy. Josh. They're both fine, but yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting autobiographical stuff I think we want Josh to get into regarding his history with Nin. Yeah. But it's also a very long album, and we're for sure going to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> we'll get um, there, is what you're I saying. I mean, I, I have a few bits planned. We're, we're known for our bits. Oh, God. <laughs> That's actually, that should be our, our show's official I made slogan. one and a half goofs ahead of time. 1.5 goofs. 1.5 goofs. I think that was like At the, the, end. the standard household goofs in 1965. In okay, um, so I guess we could we could get into it. Are Let's you ready to start listening, it. Josh? Yeah. All right. We're now listening to Eater of Dreams. Well, we're not really listening which to Which basically anything. sounds like... Um, <laughs> oh, here it is. A, it's, not, right? it's a stereo tune-up. It's, it's, like <laughs> it's like what I would use to test an audio system at work. Oh, really? Um, but I, I do think this song has like this essence of an ER or recovering from the downward spiral. Ooh. That's what a lot of people say online. That's a, yeah, oh. that's a good motif. I like that. That is a hundred percent way more interesting than anything I've had to say about this album so far in my notes. Yeah, it's got a little bit of an operating room feel to it, and it's it's got that signature haunting atmosphere that's going to be pretty much everywhere in this album. He's spooky. It actually sound, it does sound like pure downward spiral. And just like that, Are you... one fourteenth of the way through yeah. the official release of the album. Copy of a copy. <sighs> um, this is the first song I heard on the album. And I was pretty sure I was just never going to listen to Nightish Tales again. Really? I got this far and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I, I would describe... The opening of the album as challenging, but I mean, a lot of a lot of Nine Inch Nails albums are that way. They almost seem to intentionally scare off the fans. Yeah. Um, but the chorus of pretty much every one of these songs is like at least decent. Yeah. What about you, fellow? Well, I think this song is beautifully mixed. Uh, and also, the, most of the lyrics actually are copies of lyrics he's used uh, quite a bit before, like "I'm Little Pieces." That's been said in the collector before, trying to make things all fit. Like she's just, that's a big thing in the song. Yeah. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, Wiley, but Trent Reznor hasn't written new lyrics since down. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so the thing about this album, it's I'm torn whether it's genius that he's pulling back from other albums, which that's he stated that's what this is. But at the same time, it's like, well, did you just say that because you can't really think of anything new to say? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's so. That's I'm, a, I'm on the fence on that part, but I want to. I want to believe that he, uh, you know, she's genius. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna turn up the chorus a little bit. I like the beginning half of the chorus, but then the rest is just like a Trent Reznor rhyming game, and I don't. Uh, well, the um, the song that was parodied, um, uh, this is a Trent Reznor song, uses this song as its basis. Right. This is a Trent Reznor song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the thing I don't like about this, though, is the live performance. Um, 
it's like you know it's got the craft work set up uh-huh like people and they're like really minimalistic um setups i mean it's kind of a, a slow beginning which is opposite of a lot of how ninja shows start mm-hmm. yeah he i think he started this way maybe he started this way last time i saw him i don't remember <laughs> i remember not being thrilled though <laughs> um yeah, I guess if we can talk about the themes of this album, it's—I it, uh, think it's probably Trent Reznor at his most self-reflective and na- navel-gazing. Like, uh, I mean, the fragile was like about self-examination, but it was also sort of about healing, about growth. But then with Atitha, he had a lot of a lot of tracks that were about sort of finding himself. Uh, the slip sort of moved away from that. It's been a minute since I've discussed the slip. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead. Jump right over it. But no. Um, well, oh, this slip was about like how it, it, being on tour is affected. Him and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, every one of his albums has meditations on what it means to be an artist and the way his identity changes from who he used to be and what experiences have shaped him. Um, but yeah, this one is it's it's a little bit like right where it belongs. You know, he's like um, he says everything has come before. I mean, Echoplex on the slip was sort of doing the same thing. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, this this part of the song is pretty much an attack of Trent Reznor's loop army. <laughs> just like just, <laughs> just every loop he has in the studio. Well, it's really interesting because the the way this album got written was it's just a drum pad that he had in his office, just mm. one drum machine, and uh, he just played around with that and found every single thing he could do with this one drum machine. The entire album is based around the one drum machine. And it really shows in the minimalistic feel of the whole album. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like mostly pr- uh, shown on this song. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is. Let's see. The slip he was still producing with Joshua Fries, I think, right in the studio. They had an actual drum kit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is one of this uh, one of the later year Reznor albums that actually had no real drum set. I mean, there was Alessandro Cortini on the electronics, Trent Reznor, vocals, electronics, percussion, bass, guitar, well, and Elon Rubin. On the toms, though. A solo artist, artist. No, Elon's from, isn't he from, like, uh, Lost Prophets or something? Uh, the new... Uh, oh, the no, new the, song. yeah, the new, like, guitarist. New regime. He was in Lost Prophets. That was a good pull clip. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he's on the toms, and that, my darling, is drums. That is, that is a drum. <laughs> so it's got that little rat-a-tat at the top, I think is what we're hearing. But that, uh, that crispy kick snare, I think, is the Reznor touch. Well, is it over? Oh, thank God. <laughs> it is. Ugh, Came but back then, haunted. But then we come in haunted. I... Is that, tell me that wasn't one of your 1.5 goofs. Okay, cool. Not. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, let's listen to this for a sec. Here we go. I like the... Yeah, even um, Ninwiki describes the bass line as bizarre. Bizarre. What are... What are um, it's like dubstep with like the stomach flu or something. What are terms that people use to describe bass? 
um, undulating, no, like, pulsing, like, throbbing. Like, a, lot of, a lot of dick words, really. Thick with two C's. <laughs> thick with thick with two C's. Oh, it, it is worth thick. mentioning that Joshua is in the, uh, the <laughs> vanguard of, of youthful Nine Inch Nails fans. Uh, is that uh, what showed it? The I thick mean, with two C's. Thick with two C's. <laughs> Thick. That's some of that youth culture. <laughs> Goddamn. We don't need your memes on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although in a moment of, of wokeness, I think the whole double C's instead of CK actually arose from like gang culture. Really? Because, it was, because like Crips and Bloods have this weird thing where they, they don't want to say certain letters because it represents something negative about their gang. So CK would be Crip Killer. So oh. Crips don't want to say anything. So it's like suck, fake. I mean, okay. Anyway, also, I guess Bloods don't want to say anything that starts with C, so it's like, so they say, um, you know what, never mind. Uh, can we not? Like, we can, we can not. <laughs> Weird random uh, tangent brought to you, What's up? Oh, sorry. Uh, did you see the music video for the song? Um, we must do that. It was directed I by David Lynch. did at one point. It's uh, it's a spaz attack of a music video. It actually, yeah, I think it, they had to um, provide epilepsy seizure warnings. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. But yeah, it's like Trent Reznor wearing pancake make pancake makeup yeah, and I've lipstick, interspersed with other bizarre images. Uh, lipstick on a man. Typically Lynchian visuals, a tick overlaid with an image of a young ballerina. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty much like if you were trying to make a David Lynch video in your sleep. Pretty on brand. Um, a disembodied and vaguely humanoid face, reminiscent of something out of Lynch's eraser head. Mm. Are, you, are you conversant with the uh, filmography of David Lynch? Fairly, yeah. You've seen Eraserhead? I have not. That's the one I haven't seen. It's, it's pretty tight. I think it, it kind of it, it informs the rest of his work in weird, subtle ways. It does. It's 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 one of those things where it's like I'm glad I watched it, but I would have been fine never having watched it. So I like recommend it, but I'm like, but only if you have patience. It's a tough one. Ooh, I like this little guitar thing happening right now. Yeah. Just realized that the opening lyrics of this song are the throat is deep mm-hmm. and the mouth is wide. Mm. Saw some things on the other side. Talk about a real good Made me job. promise to never tell. You know me, I can't help myself. Mm. Now I got something you have to see. They put something inside of me. I kept track. There are four songs, four, <laughs> four songs in this album that have something's inside of something him. is inside of him. Four songs. Hey. Like one, okay. Two, co- weird coincidence. Three, I'm seeing a pattern. Like four. Don't kink shame Trent Reznor. I mean, who no, does? Maybe it's that demon seat at the end of Slip. <laughs> maybe. Who doesn't like things inside them, though? Let's be real. It's 2017, right? <laughs> it's time we admit, as a people. Except the booty. Ooh, hold on, shut up. I like this part. It almost sounds like a little like a, a mantra. Oh, I love the uh, the pretty machine synth here too. Uh-huh. Ah, gross. No, I was saying ah, gross to a thought I just had. And Obviously. If, and if I'm saying ah, gross to a thought I had, it's not worth sharing. But you just you just you can't let the you listener can't the hang back, like that. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. That's true. What's gross? 
so when he was talking about all that weird erotic stuff in the first paragraph, and then the song is called Came Back Haunted, he came back ha, ha, haunted. <laughs> anyway, that was a gross thought I had. Wow. wow. It wasn't gross, it was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> like, like that? Yeah, like that. Like, like his weird ha, O voice. Ha, haunted. <laughs> and, and... Demon is just ghosts. It is, really, if you think about it. All right. Now that we've ruined that song forever. And now it's time for Find My Way. Oh, I do like this one. This is this is where the album sort of get, wins me back after... I'm not really fond of Copy of a Copy or Came Back Ha Ha Haunted. Ha Ha Haunted. Haunted. Like haunted. A-O-U. <laughs> Guest vote, guest verse by <laughs> Kanye West. Came back haunted. <laughs> huh? As of today, I don't hate this song. I've decided. I didn't like it before. Because I don't well, like the beginning. Sensitive. And then I like I like the middle and end. It fulfills <laughs> his contractual obligation that if he records 10 minutes of loud material, he has to do another five minutes of soft material. But we get like the we get like the ha ah, that oh, shit. His, his falsetto stuff is like really competent. It's like it's like almost jarring. <laughs> yeah, and we get a chorus that has no lyrics. Yeah, let's turn it up. Oh yeah, we can. Uh, before we just started getting sidetracked and teasing Josh Wiley, we were, we were <laughs> going to talk about his history with Nine Inch Nails. So yeah. he's he's a younger person, which is I find really encouraging because, like, as a person who is hurtling towards thirty, um, it's it's. Oh, cool. you're hurtling towards thirty. Well, I mean, you're like living every second <laughs> as if it's an eternity because <laughs> it's right around. Aww. It's, it's encouraging to know that younger people are still. Yeah. Let's, uh, speak on that. Well. Um, I mean, Nine Inch Nails has always been a part of my life growing up. Uh, I kind of owe it to my father. Uh, back in, like, 91, he had this girlfriend who said, I have the best makeout song, and proceeded to play The Only Time. <laughs> yeah. The Only <laughs> as they made The Devil out. Tried to Fuck Me in the Back of His Car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and as well that ended, uh, the song stuck with him. And so he went to uh, kind of his local star- store, um, went to the miscellaneous end section and found Nine Inch Nails. Um, and nice. it's been in the family ever since. Uh, nice. But I think it's, I relate, yeah, like, bands like Tool, Nine Inch Nails, and Massive Attack are what bring kind of that year 90s into kind of my everyday thinking. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, Nine Inch Nails had this, um, had this beautiful thing in the 90s and then carried it on through and didn't die out. It just changed which I thought was amazing. A lot of bands from the 90s, they would kind of continue on that. It's like, well, that's what made us really great. But um, I'd love to show people today uh, hesitation marks and be like, this is the band that you thought was scary. Look how amazing you are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's terrific. <laughs> um, this is the band you thought was scary. No, for real. It's what it, I've tried to play Nine Inch Nails for my parents. We actually had a whole episode where I I played, um, I think it was like some songs. weird B side, so yeah, some some like remix album for my mom, and 
I mean, of course, that wasn't well. the right one to do. No, it it was it could have been fine, but you literally put on Heretic <laughs> yeah. and another song, and she was just like, "What is this? How? Why did I raise you wrong?" I mean, <laughs> sometimes you just got to go with your comedic instincts and uh, make your mom listen to, or is it Heresy? God is okay. God is dead, Heresy. and no one cares if there is a hell. I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, mom. Here's this sweetest mom in the world. She is terrific. But yeah, She's it's, very it's sweet. Nine Inch Nails does change so much between each album that like you can basically present a different face of Nine Inch Nails every single time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this was an interesting phase for Trent because he uh, reversed himself on his opinion about the Grammys <laughs> twice. Ooh. Um, because the Grammys invited him to perform because I think... Hesitation Marks was nominated for um, Best Alternative Rock Album. Um, so they invited them to do Copy of a... And then they were going to accompany nine, uh, sorry, Queens of the Stone Age who were also nominated for a thing. Um, but then... So, okay, he, he changed his mind and said, you know what, I can come around on the Grammys. I used to shit on them when I was, you know, a rambunctious, you know, young man not nominated. And, and not nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he won Best Hard Rock Performance for um, Plea, not Please, Wish um, in 90, what, 92 or whatever. And yeah. Um, yeah, so and he said, you can carve that on my tombstone, said Fistfuck won Grammy. <laughs> um, but yeah, he got invited to the Grammys and was like, you know, these guys are all right. But then um, the but Grammy then. performance ran long and they had to cut his section oh, so he wasn't able to perform so he unleashed like savage tweets about how the grammys are totally corrupt oh my gosh um, i think i have them here but first we have all time low this one's really good actually i think it's the sexiest song on this album <laughs> oh, interesting yeah i'm gonna crank it real quick yeah yeah let's do it uh, of course i'm cranking it during whale noises yeah uh i think i always skip the first half of this album entirely so the other day when i came home shia was listening to it and i was like what the fuck song is this I think you're right, though. This this song does kind of ooze sexuality, but it's like a Reznorian sexuality because, um, like his any of his like bonerific songs have like this weird disjointedness to them. More like Reznorian. Like they, like they have they have that sort of like ebb and flow to them. Yeah. But like they're always kind of like weird, edgy, or like you know, in your face, or like almost maybe pouty. A bit. Pouty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we got we got more falsetto. Oh yeah, let's crank this. Birds. <laughs> yeah. Some little burbs. So I wanted to check. I didn't have time. He signed to Columbia Records. Do they also produce Maroon Five? Because like the, those little disco hoots he just did are like pure Maroon Five. <laughs> <laughs> disco hoots. No, don't. Don't! Don't you bring the animals, Moles guy, into this. 
So how familiar are you guys with uh, Ten Miles High? Very. <laughs> so I I believe strongly that this is the counterpart to Ten Miles High. Okay. Ah, and not just in the, the title. Time. <laughs> not just in title. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a part coming up. Um, maybe another course. But remember in Ten Miles High, it's like. I wanna get so high, mm -hmm. and that and that repeats over and over and over. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that happens here as well. Oh. All right. Yeah, it's got the same structure. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna crank it to on the chorus this time around because we sort of skipped it. And I think that's the best part of the dang song. Oh yeah, he does do good. He does good choruses in this album. Okay, wait, guys. How much angst? How much angst? The Grammy said, come perform for us. Just kidding. <laughs> he said, music's biggest night, dot, 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 to be disrespected. A heartfelt <laughs> fuck you, guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's sad, though. But I think... Okay, hold on. Okay. Is this a chorus? Yeah. I feel that this drum beat feels a lot like closer. Yes. What he's doing with his vocals actually like I was just now reminded of Saul Williams. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the inevitable rise and liberation of the guitar dust? Good sir. I did not. Oh, bro. What? Bro. Ugh, I know. Best Nin side project. <sighs> I mean it was a great Nin side project. Yeah. You didn't even listen to our episode about it? Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, here's the 10 miles high part. Oh, yeah. Like, that's an obvious relation there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like when you get on. the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy theme here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's totally like a Super Nintendo arpeggio. Dig it. Oh, also live, this is where he starts actually singing to some closer stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like this part. He talks about going to the sky a lot. Oh, where do I go? I see you. Do I have to? I'm not trying to oh, trip your goose over here. <laughs> I'm sitting on a, a, a whole hill of beans. <laughs> Checking people, my goofs. I'm land hacking Claire's goofs. Don't land hack my goofs. Yeah, that's good. Didn't like it. Now I like it. Oh, I'll right. give it a seven um, out of ten. Highly, kind of highly recommend. <laughs> so every Nine Inch Nails album has a really weird uh, production credit, and this time it was. Oh, let's, let's see. Where is it at? The wheel harp. Uh, the Tibetan thigh bone trumpet, um, and the Shiva Naga serpent trumpet, which are both very sacred and powerful uh, religious artifacts. The 
the Tibetan, Tibetan thigh bone trumpet is actually made out of the thigh bone of what animal? A Tibetan. <laughs> Correct. A human fucking being. Um, and it would be basically like the whole principle of Buddhist. Wait, what? The whole principle of Buddhist non-attachment. Uh, I was joking. No, it's made out of a person. Um, the whole principle of Buddhist non-attachment means like after your soul leaves your body, like you're done with it and you can pass it on. So uh, what a, a, a mentor monk will do is like pass on that his thigh bone to be used as like a sacred instrument in like rituals and invocations um, in the Tibetan mystic faith. Um, I mean, it sounds terrible. It's not a good musical instrument, but it is made out of a person. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's the Kungling or something. It's yeah, it's really it's a crazy. What the it's, fuck? I know it's very metal, and I don't know where in the album it pops up. What the fuck? Yeah, it's made out of a Tibet. It probably it probably pops up in the part where you're like, is that a fucking horn? No, that Whatever. was a saxophone. Oh shit, there's no saxophone. saxophone. There's no saxophone credit. Yeah, it's really beautifully done. So uh, what I is think it's in while well, I'm still here. The Tibetan thigh bone, though, it just sounds like a fart. If you can find anyone playing it, it just goes like... What kind of fart do you have? <laughs> do yours not sound Awkward. Okay, this song is disappointed. Yeah. What you're going to say is disappointing. It's, yes, thank you. I wrote three question marks. Those are my <laughs> notes on this song. But I let's crank nothing. it up for a second. Yeah. Got any other uh, sweet history notes, bro? Um, I don't know. He references Superman in the song, which is weird. Oh yeah. Look at you, Superman. Oh, here it is. Superman. Superman. He's more of a Batman guy. Leave him alone. Nope. Uh, okay. His, his, well, I don't. I just don't know where you're going. Like Batman versus Superman. BVS. Dawn of Justice. Duh. Dawn of Martha. Spoke, I think uh, the best part about the song is the live performance as well. You get that like three, I don't know if you guys seen this tour live at all, but um, there's like cube that surrounds them using the three screens mm. they're in front of and behind it um, which is absolutely mind-blowing as well as uh, we get some Trent Wiggle Trent Wiggle yeah so like he like, puts his hands behind his back and just kind of like <laughs> oh yes. that, I love that move I, I saw this like tour that. but I don't know that this none of that's familiar it's on the Vivo thing too we didn't really do we didn't do any visual homework yeah, I mean, we might tonight. Yeah, we'll, for we'll put the videos on the blog. But yeah, hearing three people on a radio show talk about a video, it's it's a bit like uh, <laughs> it's a bit like magic tricks on the radio. I mean, yeah, okay. we can all picture the Trent Wiggle now that a beautiful picture has been painted for us. Um, I think it should also be a good time to mention, too, that he brought back Russell Mills for the artwork of this album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they released an entire book of his artwork i think it was called cargo in the blood um yes. so yeah, it was an art book um priced at 300 dollars and sold at cargo in the blood.com i remember that and yeah he was a he's a long time nine inch nails collaborator he sort of um 
invented that uh, signature look of basically like weird, grungy, angry squares and rectangles. Rust and stuff. He, yeah, I like, mean, this, I, I'm, he did Downward Spiral, right? I bend it down a spiral, yeah. further down a spiral, closure, and march of the pigs. Yeah. Yeah, so he does like weird things with like bricks and glass and like, I think leather. Like yeah. lots of lots of really, he's all about texture. It's real nice. Texture and geometry. It's real nice. Yeah, These colors, they just feel good. It fits with Nine Inch Nails music totally. It's like the good. kind of minimalism that I can actually like enjoy. Oh, this is mm. great actually. The Audiophile Master Edition, and here's magic tricks on the radio for you. Um, it has oh, like you see it has yeah, it has like deer fence, <laughs> but then at the bottom it has like burned out matches. All over the place. Wow. That's kind of cool. Wow. And that's magic tricks on the radio. Ooh. They're like browns and like, but they're like mute. They're not super like bright. How much longer do we have? Jesus, I know this song. It's a long song. And I was like, ooh, this song might almost be over. And then I look and I'm like, great. Everything is next. Um, I learned an interesting thing. This might be a fun bit. So Trent Reznor is married to Mary Queen Mandig. Yes. Reznor. And they have Oh, re- yes. They have reproduced. Yes, they have. They have they have merged genetic material. Yes, they and have. Created smaller humans. Yes. Um they have four children. Yep. Would you like to play guess the name? <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I mean, I think we may have talked about the we- weirdness of their names, but I did not get their full names until just recently. Yes. Um one of them is named Lazarus Echo Resner. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. That's his eldest, born in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Balthazar Ven Resner. Mm-hmm. Then my personal favorite, Name Redacted Resner. <laughs> no joke. That's not like a Ron Swanson <laughs> reference or anything. Nope. Hang on. Oh, God. This fucking sucks. Yep. Something important is happening. <laughs> we should, we should continue just... this inside a light. Because uh, I have a lot to say about everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's tried everything. Yeah, he's well, tried it's everything. interesting because the word everything is opposite of everything he's ever said before. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Bro. Oh, man, so meta. Um, but I feel like this is a song that should have been on, like, the Ninja Tour. Mm-hmm. Not this album. It, it was the first album written for this. I mean, the uh, the first song written for this album. Oh, really? Uh, so it's like coming off the slip and into hesitation marks. I feel like it so, would be most at home in with Atifa, just in sort of like the straightforward, you know, four four pop rocky guitar driven sound. Speaking of which, moodily, moodily, moodily. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Let the man I, continue. I, I, yeah, I think he's got a lot more to say. <laughs> uh, no, we both, we would have gotten a. No, there was a made music video for this song as well, um, but it just didn't get released like every other music video for Nine Inch Nails. So I'm really curious to what that would have been. Probably just dancing yeah. and like strutting down the sidewalk. Yeah, like the the happy sequence in uh, Spider-Man Three, where <laughs> yes. where dancing. where Tobey Maguire oh is just totally stoked to be Venom for a minute. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, speaking of... No, I don't know. I had a good segue. Yes, speaking of unfinished projects, um, it's it's funny because Trent Reznor's, uh, Trent Reznor's, Trent Reznor's <laughs> yep. third child 
Um, Does it have a name? Okay. Yeah, the gender and name have never been released to the public. Okay. We have no idea about this child. And the fourth one. Well, no. What I what I think is funny is like maybe this child's name is another like unfinished collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, I'll, he's like, I'll get back to it. I swear. <laughs> Daddy, what's my name? <laughs> I just don't have time right now. <laughs> um, and the last one's name is Nova Lux Resner. Is that... Which the is one probably the prettiest and most normal name. Born? That was yeah. She was born December 2016. Oh, so she's Bitty Baby Resner. Bitty Baby. And the following are other potential names that I think. Oh, are we doing this? Yeah. Do you still have anything more to say about everything, Josh? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we have Deuteronomy Seismograph Resner. <laughs> <laughs> we have Chlorophyll Pulse Resner. Uh huh. Canterbury Raven Resner. Zafula Smoot Resner. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Galaxy Bark Resner. Galaxy um, Bark. Anyway, I could go on. Could you? I mean, oh. just, just choose, like, abstra- <laughs> abstract, scientific, or religious reference, and then, like, a shorter, almost normal name. Decoy Photon Resner. Decoy Photon <laughs> Resner would, all, that would work. Uh, oops. Ouch. Okay. Oop, here we go. Oh, sweet. Here we go. Satellite. With that booty shake and beat. Alright. I liked this one at first, but I don't anymore. Likewise. It doesn't hold up to a second listen. I mean, I've heard... Certain songs on this album I've listened to a bunch. But no, Oliver. Okay. Once again, this is another time where I I like the chorus, um, or I don't know. I like the building blocks of the song, but not necessarily how they're all put together. Yeah. Um, which I guess is the opposite of what I think uh, Josh has said about a bunch of these, which is that they're beautifully produced. I think it is still it's a well-made song, and I think that that little th- that throbbing bass line and that little booty shaking beat is uh, really encouraging because up until now I thought um, maybe Trent had forgotten about Dre. <laughs> Jesus. He produced even deeper with Dr. Dre. I know, I know, I know, I know. Fans of the show will know. Fans of the show. Oh God, this whole song I felt like I had to sneeze so I'm not saying anything but it's just not happening. So I really like what you've been saying, Josh, about how... Um, the songs on this album are self-reflective and, but also self-referential. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I didn't put together the ten miles high, all time low, or the everything nothing. Like that's, and he loves doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't. We, put you it got broken either. and fixed, which we don't need to talk about. Um, wow, Oliver is tunneling behind my computer. <laughs> he is what are up you to doing, something. Um, yeah, I didn't notice any of that, but I also just haven't tried to spend a lot of time with this album I guess what he said I think was that you'll hate it in the first and tenth listen but the fiftieth listen you might start to like it hmm that's not a good way to sell an album (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a bad business model come on oh okay speaking of business models um, what's intriguing here is you remember how um Resner put out the slip as, as the pay-what-you-want model, and same with uh, Ghosts. Yeah, he yeah. Just, he released it online and had a pay-what-you-want model, which yeah. was following the um, the model of 
Radioheads with Rainbow in Rainbows. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's funny is, though, it was also Radiohead that inspired Trent Reznor to rejoin mainstream labels. Mm. I have a uh, Spin Magazine article on oh, that. Oh, good. Uh, Reznor boiled down the decision to rejoin Columbia Records uh, down to a night in Prague during Nine Inch Nails' last tour in 2009. We were playing that night in Prague, and I see flyers up for Radiohead, who's playing the same place we were playing six months from then, Reznor recalls. Then I walk into the record shop, and there isn't even a section that says Nine Inch Nails. He says he recognized that his Twitter account allows for preaching the require of people, but at a loss of a chance to cross over <laughs> in an increasingly fragmented media environment. Um, Reznor went on to frame the decision as a matter of costs and benefits. He said that while he enjoyed being able to post songs for fans without leaks and post them as soon as they were finished, he decided he might want to hire someone to handle marketing aspects, such as, for instance, contacting the cool record shop and the cool music blog in Prague. Um, and yeah, Trent Reznor described the relationship with Columbia thus far as pleasantly pleasant. Pleasantly pleasant. Oh, here's more of the ooze I like. Turn it up. Well, it'll happen. Okay, you guys, so jump the gun. Oh, just kidding. Here it is. <laughs> hey, guess what I have in common with this song? You're very high. <laughs> ding, 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 that ding, was ding. for sure your goof, wasn't it? No, that's not my goof. Okay. Don't land, don't land hack my goofs. That's not my goof. Um, after this song, so uh, we're gonna after this song, which is like now-ish, we're gonna pause and do an ad. Yeah, Ooh. that sounds great. Find that. Find another one of those sick little uh, demos. Uh, demos. You got it, babe. Don't call me I like, babe on the show. Yeah, we have to. The kayfabe of our show is that we're just like <laughs> two people who are just hanging out and talking about nice nails. <laughs> In a house that we both live in. <laughs> With my cat. Um, Josh Wiley, tell us about your podcast. Yes. Well, I'm the creator and host of uh, the Torp Pod, which is the Tupperware Remix Party podcast. And Tupperware Remix Party is like this crazy funk sci-fi band uh, born out of Canada, but tours around the States and everything. And uh, I mean, they're kind of like Daft Punk and Prince. And, uh, I mean, I haven't set up a huge way to present <laughs> this. It's always, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's kind of, it's exactly like Trent Talk, um, but with uh, Temporary Mix Party. Um, <laughs> so if you want to get into funk music, sci-fi funk music, uh, this is your place to go do it at the Twerp Pod. And you can find that on calicopodcasts.com. I think it's the first uh, third-party podcast on Calico. It is. Everything else is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Slash hours. Cool. Yeah, I think that was a quick, punchy plug. And yeah. uh, now actually understanding what Tupperware Remix Party is, I uh, will have to give them a listen. <laughs> right. It sort of sounds like, I don't know, would a comparison to Thundercat be like anywhere close to apt? Do you know Thundercat? Uh, I do not. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funk Hey. Fusion. Thing. I mean, fuck it. This is our podcast. We can do what we want. Look them up. What song do you recommend, Josh? Oh, uh, oh, shit. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, okay, I know this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Built for Love is great. All right. Built, ooh, number four. Love. If there's a one online. Yep. Oh, shit. So this one, they got a, uh, a guest singer in. Otherwise, they always use talk boxes. This is very fun. Ooh, I'll turn it up. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's got a great, like, 80s Miami Beach vibe to it. Yeah. I can see it being, like, the theme, or, like, the, um, yeah, like an action theme for, like, a buddy cop movie. Sorry, I don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> this is, like, a super unflattering description no, of a band you love. That's exactly what I just imagine like we're in a car. Just like <laughs> I like this a lot actually. It does have it does have, yeah, just about an equal balance of Prince and Daft Punk in it. This is great. For more music like this and some presumably over it. speech of words, <laughs> check out Tupperware Remix Party Podcast. Yeah, and it's calicopodcasts.com. Is it TWRP Pod? Yes. I should know. It's my website. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cool. get into the song that I actually like on this album. Yes. All right. So, three. And we're back. Stop. Why do you always say that? With various methods of escape. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. And we're back. I like this one. I'm going to... Well, I'll wait. Actually, because I like the chorus better. This song's a journey. I, I did the terrible thing of setting this one as my alarm clock. Ooh. Oh, no. That's the only, that's the fastest way to hate a song. <laughs> but I've given it enough time now. It's been a couple years. So Definitely the chorus, though. Like, Right? Or does it, would it play the whole way through... And like a minute and a half in, you would actually wake up. Depends on how depressed I was. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sorry for laughing at your depression. <laughs> depression? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... that's um, depression is very hip these days. So that's, <laughs> yeah. it's the new, that's a wise choice. <laughs> hey, things, are, things... Life sucks, okay? Okay, I'm going to turn it up. I've got a whole lot of falsetto on this album yeah Both, yeah that was basically the new vocal dimension but then oh man there were so many weird surprises in um into into is just wait just okay. wait for it just all right fucking my goodness i would wait for you stop don't <laughs> that's i would for you you're just for you. <laughs> stop. it'll be extremely painful we haven't had a impression in a hot. In I just a hot kind of, I just kind of pepper them in like little yeah. micro impressions because I don't know I don't a long form impression I don't feel is like suitable. I've uh, gro- yeah. I feel like growing out of them or something. I'm just not good at doing them. I just do random. I do random trivia instead. Yeah, yeah. The only one I can do is Shelly, so I'll just tell people to shut up. Shut up. 
Um, also, another neat thing about this album is that uh, I guess the reason it was made was because Trent had to make like a best of album, or greatest hits album, and he's like, I want to add I don't know, one more song to it. So he wrote uh, everything. He's like, ah, I'll, I'll add one more song to it. And he added satellite. <laughs> like, ah, this is actually really cool. So he just went ahead and did a whole other album. <laughs> That's great. That's very Trent. <laughs> he likes to he likes to chase ideas. And we never did end up getting that uh, good as a problem. <laughs> so yeah, I think this song might actually be sung in iambic pentameter. <laughs> nope, that's eight. <laughs> Damn it. All right. But it's seriously like stress, unstress, stress, unstress. Ba, 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 ba. Every yeah. single one. Ooh, I like this part. Oh, wait, I think there's a... There's a food processor solo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sh- I like this part. That's so good. Isn't tasty a way that you can a ta- describe... A tasty baseline? Base, yeah. yeah. See, you weren't giving me any other good words. It's got like a really a liquid... Yeah. Texture doesn't Wait, apply to this. Just... Oh, yeah. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. Sometimes you gotta make the music. Sometimes you gotta make the mayo. Sometimes you gotta do both. No, what I think what he was doing is he was making baby food while he was in the <laughs> studio. He was just trying to save time. As as like a um, he's a tiger dad, you know. He, <laughs> he's got to really be there for his kids. Okie dokie. You know, I always wanted to compare the drums of this one to the drums of, uh, what, Dead Souls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very ass. You've got an ear for this stuff, Josh. (laughs) It's like you should have a music podcast. Yeah, (laughs) almost. (laughs) Um, I I wanted to highlight some of the lyrics in Satellite, which are, I think, are maybe the most inspired lyrics in the album. Well, Year Zero-esque. Yeah, data tra- data trails like fingernails scratch across the sky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. I like pretty that Pretty great. One. That's great. Yep. Various methods of escape. Perhaps the worst lyrical turn in the album. A place to bury everything I did and burn it to the ground. Trent, <laughs> it's already underground. <laughs> you buried it. <laughs> are you burning it upwards? Maybe he's a doggo. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm slowly becoming Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Stop. Um, oh, this is running. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? one is this one again? Oh, uh, running is... Uh, this one I couldn't even understand. This one, the lyrics are creepy. It's like an anxious, nauseating, relentless mantra. This is my girlfriend's favorite song. I like this one a lot. See, I'm with her. I'm with her. <laughs> it's another <laughs> political thing. <laughs> I've heard enough about these goddamn emails. <laughs> Bernie didn't say that. Or did he during the that? yeah, during oh, the first yeah, I guess Democratic so. debate. When he yeah, played them. And he was right. The emails eventually destroyed. Anyways, the song does have a wheel harp credit. Your your face has a wheel harp credit. 
Oh, Claire. Oh. No, there's, there's no. It's not that kind of show. Okay. What? <laughs> it's, it's called Sick Burns, not Destroy a Guy. <laughs> oh, Lightly Eric. roasted. that a callback to the show that inspired this show? The, thing, the, the thing that I just said? Yeah. Yes, sir. I was just making it's, it's, I've, Look, I've heard a lot of Keep podcasts. Up, Claire. Come on. Yep. I know you yeah, hate this uh, fucking it's got song. The, it's got the wheel harp. You're right. Yeah. What the hell I is a wheel harp? you were saying whale harp. No, <laughs> it's a wheel harp. Which might be like a nail piano. Uh, uh, wow. What? <laughs> it's like a barrel with a keyboard on it. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> I just wish I could have like captured your face that's wow, exactly what? what it is it's like it's a barrel with a keyboard on it's like I guess it's like a hammer dulcimer in like a cylindrical shape oh look at you saying words <laughs> okay I'm gonna turn it up right now I'm running out of places I can from You don't even think the chorus is pleasant? No, the cor- once again, the chorus is good. <laughs> I guess. That's that's the theme. But yeah, like in the breakdown of the song, I think it definitely does uh, good service to the lyrics. You know, he's saying that he's running out of places to hide from this. Uh, basically, he feels like cornered, you know, and he, he basically needs to sort of like keep running, keep okay. producing his art and... and yeah, I guess ultimately it's it's one answer to the question of like how to resolve his changing identity is to not think about it too much and just keep running. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, the song gets like really kind of panicked and like frantic at the end, mm-hmm. which we are I think approaching. Every song on this album is five fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, see, it's kind of breaking down. It's yeah, kind of feel, it it's kinda feels like an anxiety attack. Yeah, it tokes feels like an anxiety thing. It's funny to, to play the song while you're running. <laughs> I don't run, so I've never... Uh, you can run for four minutes and eight seconds. Quit bragging. <laughs> Youngster. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking good for you. <laughs> I mean, like, for the... <laughs> Ooh, a little falsetto. I think he actually has. Um, I'm not sure if it's on the album, but he performs pretty much every song on Hesitation Marks live with uh, two backup singers. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh! I like this one too. Oh, this one's good. I would. So this, this one's my second favorite Nine Inch Nails song. Period. Ever? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was wow. And you've listened to them all. <laughs> you have heard them all <laughs> many right? times. All right, crank it then. What a bad extreme of words. Just leave him laying on the floor. The warning posted on the door. What a pathetic string of words. <laughs> Wait, that was just Sean Connery, damn it. It's, it's a fine line between Sean Connery and Bane. <laughs> I imagine. 
And what definitely doesn't help is uh, one of the credits on the album, Eugene Gorishter, who uh, contrib- contributed uh, violin, and I think he... Shoot, what else did he do? He doesn't actually have a page on Ninwiki. Eugene Gorishter. He didn't exist. Does he, like, is he real? Is it, does he even exist? Is Blorpy real? I've been... <laughs> I can't sleep at night thinking about Blorpy. <laughs> All right, here. Yeah, I'm going to crank it. There's, yeah, there's a lot to this. I, I like it a lot too. It, yeah, I think on repeated listens, this will fly up the charts. It, it might, it'll be in my top twenty. I don't know where it is for me. Yeah. It's I don't hate it. It's in I don't hate it land, which <laughs> is a lot just, for a song on the album. It's, just, it's tasty. I want to put on my like real good it's headphones tasty. and crank it up. <laughs> he uh, headlined Pemberton. Uh, 2014 with Dead Mouse, and I feel like this song would have been a good like. Oh yeah. Do that with. That would have been good. Yeah, because it's got that that really intense like sort of. Um, it almost feels like a breathing rhythm, you know. It's got like yeah. this, this swell and then like this exhale. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. That, yeah. Fucking rolling balls on like quadruple stack Molly. That'd be that'd be some, some straight fire. Why would you need to do more than two Molly? Mollies? I'm Cause, just because if you're hippie flipping, you want to make sure hippie flipping. That's when you do mushrooms and ecstasy. Right now, I'm I'm like mom flipping, <laughs> which is Xanax and uh, it should be wine, but it's, yeah, it's you're like beer. you're like stepdad flipping. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Ron. <laughs> you're you're not even my dad. This is a very good song. <laughs> I like the ending of it. This, this here, this whole little. Yeah, I think it takes major influence from like this big triumphant sound of like um, top forty ballads or like, you know, it's it's poppy, but it's got it's got this darkness and intensity to it that makes it feel really genuine. Yeah. This is kind of yeah. This this plucks the heartstrings a bit, but not in not in the soft piano way. Yeah. In the big anthemic way. Yeah. For sharks. I keep feeling like we're at the end almost, but there's still so much to do. I don't think this song has been performed. Oh, it debuted live on the first night of the Tension 2013 tour. And this is one that featured backing vocals by Lisa Fisher and Charlotte Gibson. Fun note, Charlotte Gibson wrote the theme song for The Ellen Show. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) That's, yeah, she toured with Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, and Ma- Mariah Carey, uh, which maybe hints Dang. at yeah Trent's influence of like you know pop ballads, <laughs> and then also Lisa Fisher working with Charlotte Gibson, um, toured with the Rolling Stones and Tina Turner and Luther Vandross, who is probably something my parent somebody my parents know about. Something. This is the heavy night. You'll never back. defeat right. Vandross. <laughs> That was a good one, though. <laughs> it's working for Claire. Stupid. All right, yeah, we're in a heavier one now. 
Okay. We get like odd, odd time signatures and like yelling. Yeah, in two is like. And then it's like. It's like, <laughs> it's like six different songs fighting. <laughs> we got a robot breakdown. Yeah, it's got falsetto. It's got robotic vocals. It's got psychedelic oh, psychedelic guitar. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm just gonna crank it for a sec. Shed. Shed. I think he said shit. Your shit brush your skin. <laughs> shit. I was trying so hard to make sense of it. Oh my god. Crank it, crank it. It's getting weird. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll do it here. It's cranked. Yeah, this, this features, I guess, the two defining sonic uh, tropes of the album, which are falsetto vocals. I thought you were going to start talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. So- <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to see where this is going. I'm sorry to disappoint. We can go read poetry on DeviantArt again if you want. No, no, no. no I'm no, sure. No, okay. No, no, no. Um, but sure. yeah, it, it's falsetto vocals and then what they call swarm guitar. Which is like, yeah, it's like droning guitar that's layered on top of itself so many times that it becomes this like chaotic, like super noise. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are your thoughts, Josh? I think that's really neat. The swarming guitarist thing—I didn't know how that was done. Um, but what I found out really recently is that the way he achieves his guitar sound is that he slightly bit crushes the guitar before he adds distortion. And I don't know what that it, means. And it's, it's like for anyone out there who's like really into sound design or anything like that, um, if you want to get that authentic Nine Inch Nails guitar sound, just add a little bit of big crush. <laughs> That's such a nerdy thing. Bit I'm sorry, but... no, um, I don't know I'm curious, is. does it? what does that do? It processes the sound wave, I assume. Yeah, it like it reduces the quality of it, but it gives it kind of like a, a high-end edge to the sound. Ooh, and then ooh, ooh. a standard guitar. Uh, yeah, I mean... Finish your sentence. Is that it? That's it, really. Okay, I'm going to turn it up. I like this. High edge. Um, but this part definitely is the uh, the Mr. Self-Destruct of the song. Oh, yes. Cheers. Yes. I like the... It's it's very fragile too. But also mm-hmm. he, he plays like an entire Tool album on that guitar. He does play an entire tool song. I don't, I don't, should I just keep it cranked? I don't know what to say. Yeah, go for it. I like this a lot. It's really nice. Um, Just that, I don't know, it's like so delicate at this point. It also, there's a part uh, with teeth that's like this too. I mean, every album has this. Mm-hmm. This, is like, this is the ballad of the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in terms of emotional reaction to songs, this one probably does it the most for me. Which is crazy, because he, yeah, the lyrics are very, very dark 
thrive, just become your disease. Leave them behind. You are free. Take what you want, what you deserve. Yes, of course, this is going to hurt. So, yeah, this Oof. is one of those times where, like, Trent being committed to his, like, weird rhyme schemes still somehow works. Yeah. That's And that's another little pop carryover is his shit rhymes. <laughs> like, always. <laughs> always. Always. All the rhymes, all the time. It's like he carries a rhyming dictionary inside of him. Whoa. Inside. Does he bury it? Inside. Bury it and then burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's an oxymoron. Lies! Lies! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, before we do while I'm still here, we can do a really fast compared to Bjork. Ooh. Are you familiar with our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to every episode. Jabra. <laughs> Swear. Um, so... Um, yeah, I have this this theory that uh, Bjork and Trent Reznor are secretly the same person, yep. or they're twins separated at birth, or they're like a cloning experiment that went wrong. Here, let's um, let's pause while we I, do. Yeah, this. I'll play some Biophilia, which is what Bjork was working on in Bjarsk. 2013. Bjarsk. Bjarsk. Um Yeah, she was still touring off of uh, Biophilia, which is this big multimedia project she was doing that uh, basically uh, tied in a bunch of environmentalism. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as well as, you know, educational videos and then her really weird-ass album. Um, <laughs> but as usual, yeah. uh, looking into the history of Biarsk and Biarsk. Trent Reznor at, at this time, there's surprising <gasps> coincidences. Oh, my God. Are you ready to hear one of them? Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Here, hang on. I'm going to play some Biophilia. Okay. Okay, we got some Bjork playing. Just it can just it can just be real soft in there. Hold on, I'm gonna fade up and then down. Oh yeah, Josh is getting no benefit of this. I just realized. <laughs> um, Don't tell our secrets. To okay, the world. sorry. Um, so Bjork was contributing vocals to the band The Death Grips. <gasps> Who opened for Nine Inch Nails? They're not the Death Grips. They're just they opened for Nine Inch Nails on the Hesitation Marks tour. Oh, what? God! Also, also she also she published a bunch of uh, educational nature videos with Sir David Attenborough, who I impersonate on this show. Oh my God! And Trent Reznor then went on to score a documentary. The musician. And then Trent Reznor went on to score a documentary, says Josh. Oh, fuck me, really? <laughs> oh, wow. About yeah. world saving. That's true. I yeah, it was, um, I mean, he did, the, he did the PSA in way back when, the fragile years for um, Hurricane Katrina. What's, what did he do more recently? Well, he did NASA more recently. He, he did the NASA thing. No, the, uh, the uh, before the flood. Mm-hmm. The what now? Before the flood? The, Before uh, the flood. I don't know what he's talking about. I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. That's the documentary that he scored yeah. uh, by Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, Nardo. Leo Nardo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I was blanking on it. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I, rem- I remember the Leo, thing. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Nardo. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Compared to Bjork. <laughs> and we're back. 
for listening to While I'm Still Here. While I'm Still Here by Nine Inch Nails. This song does absolutely zero things for me. I actually like it a lot. What? Yeah. That's not what I Especially if it's, it's a slow burn, but once you get there, I like it it's very much. It's nice when you want to sleep to this album. It's kind of nice way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a sleepy song for real. No, really. Like I, I, okay, the worst album I've ever slept to is Broken because there's Help Me, I'm in Hell. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, um, Happy Days in Slavery right after. And yeah. I always wake up at like 2 in the morning. That's like, crazy! Like, <laughs> 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 so this, this is the best one to fall asleep to for sure. <laughs> Oh, up, weird. This song it? includes okay. lyrical samples from Weary Blues from Waiting by Hank Williams Sr. I couldn't find them yet. If you don't like Hank Williams, you can kiss my ass. Is that a joke? It's a country thing. Okay. Oh, lyrical oh. sampling, so not actual audio sampling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know where they yeah. are. I mean... Uh, no, it's um, young people passing by or something. Huh. We'll get there. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Okay, this one also has the Tibetan thigh bone trumpet and the Shiva Naga serpent trumpet. This song is cursed. What's what is the serpent? The Shivanaga like? serpent. I presume it uh, destroys the the wall that protects the north. Um, Shivanaga. <laughs> For the listener, I just close my eyes and shook. I mean, my the head. Naga is like a snake demon, and Shiva is the male aspect of the the uh, Hindu destroyer god. Okay. So I don't know what the what the trumpet's about. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Naga from World of Warcraft. Me too. That is for sure how I know what a Naga is. That's my experience. Oh, we just missed the, uh, the lyrical. Oh, oh oops. oops. Shit. Should we roll back real fast? Ask I mean... I, mean up to you. I think so. Okay okay, okay. 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 How often do we have Hank Williams on Trent Talk? Okay. I'm taking it back to 228. 228. All right. Okay. And play. <laughs> Incoming Hank. Just kidding. Did, did we miss it again? Did we? Did you not roll yeah. back? Did I not go far Shia. enough? The 217. Dang it, Bobby. All right. Uh, 217. All right. All right. I'm 213. <laughs> okay, we're we're, we're out of And soon. now. <laughs> I don't know. I still can't. I, I still know. haven't heard the Hank Williams. This is great. Uh, it's, it's the God forgive me if I cry. Oh, oh. Right. It, was, it was like the whispered, the whispered bit yeah. there. Okay. Shoot. I don't know Hank Williams. Cool. Which Good is neat stuff. for him to add like a, a religious aspect to his album. Mm-hmm. Unsarcastically. Unsarcastically, I was going to say. Oh yeah, and like, these weird little licks here. It's very trip-hop. Uh, I was going to say, this is the most massive tacky album. Oh, See? Right. I know, I know it's not 
quite massive attack but like it's kind of there um and i'm so glad that they are collaborating wait what oh yeah on like a hotel series a tv series what Chai is not shake, nodding his head. I I also just heard about it from Josh. Um, so you know I can give thanks. Yeah, Trent's Trent's supposed to be releasing two major Nine Inch Nails works in 2017. One of which I guess is a collaboration with Massive Attack. Uh, no, Massive Attack I think is 2018 or something like that. 2018. Okay, well. Claire's two favorite things. It's it's peanut butter and crack sandwich. Mm-hmm. Crunchy peanut butter. Um. That's exciting! So maybe the Shiva Naga trumpet is in fact a uh, saxophone? A saxophone. <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> oh, I like Shit. this right here, actually. Yeah, crank it. Crank that soldier boy. I have to say one thing about this song. Please. For now. <laughs> um, I'm ready for you. Yeah, for go anyone ahead. Who's uh, the... Oh, what, what is that? ASL. That's, um... Austin ASMR. City Limits. The Austin okay. City Limits live performance of this song is absolutely amazing. Um, with like the backup singers just wailing and the drums are just going insane and like everyone's just rocking out on the stage for this song. It's completely different than the recorded version. So. Yeah, I think we're gonna have nice. a total uh, Nine Inch Nails movie night binge. Yeah, music video, you mean? Yes. Yes. Too much good stuff. I'm so excited that they're gonna work. Thing together. Oh, um, anyone want to play Guess That Pitchfork Score? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. What do you think Pitchfork Media rated this album? Four. No. Five. Five, and you're locked in. Clear. Uh, I was going to go with five. Let me go with... <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. It's, it's, it's a lazy choice doing, for me to make. Are we doing prices Right rules? Highest without going over. Closest without going over. So it's higher. You could, you could do five. <laughs> you could do five point one. No, 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 no. I just can't decide if I think it's a four or a six. I'm gonna go with like six. They gave it a seven. Wow! I'm wow! Look, I'm looking at the wrong page. Not, I was like, that's not, not. Not the actual events got six point three. Hesitation marks got a seven, which on Pitchfork is like pretty good. It's kind of in my in my humble opinion, it's a pretty cowardly rating. Because it's like, uh, it's, it's neither bad nor great. It's a, it's music. Uh, it's the like, music. Right, cool. It's the music. Um, but what's weird is Pitchfork is all over the fucking place in reviews of Nine Inch Nails albums. Um, what do you think of The Slip, Wiley? Oh, you know what? I think it's the weakest. I'm sorry. A 7.5. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a 7.5. 7.5, and it says it was a triumph. What wow. the yeah. fuck? Um, what did it give the fragile? The two-week triumph. I don't think... Uh, beat the Fragile. Pitchfork didn't, the fragile. Pitchfork, pitchfork didn't exist <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for right. the Fragile, but we have a year zero. Oh, yeah. Which is it was 6.7. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, weird. Okay, I'm going to have, have you guys actually guess on this one. Um, okay. I know the answer, but... So in 2006, they decided to retroactively do a pretty hate machine review. It's 10, right? It's got to be 10. No, why would it be 10? be a 9.8 a classic of its times but it does show its age <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> so claire i think you could do like that. a 9.7 and win this thing i want to go with like a four what did they give it 5.6 oh my oh. gosh yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it really just took a, a 5.6-inch dump on it. <laughs> wow. Did you stop the music? Am I, are we missing um, a song? I... That's the end. This album's over. There was black noise. Oh, did you not... Oh, no, that oh. black noise was playing as we were just rambling on. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, um, we got two more rounds. We have the remix. We got two more rounds of Rate okay, That Album okay, 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 with okay, Atifa. Okay, okay, okay. All with right, T? Uh, so what's the first remix? Wait, first we're going to oh, guess we're doing We're doing Guess T. That Pitchfork. We got two more rounds to go <laughs> oh, gotcha. with Atifa. I don't even remember what this one got. Four. I think it's like, I think, okay, no, I'm going to let Josh guess. I'm going to say a, a seven. Six point five. Oh, um, but then what's Finally. weird is, so they they decided to do a, a, a review like what um, seventeen years after Pretty Hate Machine came out, saying "fuck this album." Yeah. But then Pretty Hate Machine got reissued after it was released from the creative copyright of TV Tunes uh, uh, in twenty ten. And they decided. What do you think the score was this time? Same album. I'm just saying. Keep going with like nine point five best reissue. Ah, that was what? what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you looked um, it up, didn't you? That's where you got you know, nine point five. It does show its age. But uh, <laughs> did, did they actually say that? Because that's just me being ironic. Oh no, they, I'm sure, I mean I'm sure that's their thesis of the whole review, but uh, I don't think they say it that clearly. No way. Um, but did, uh, no, they did do the fragile uh, thing as well. Oh, I don't see one. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, the fragile reissue. <laughs> wait, don't, 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 wait, don't click it. Uh, okay, okay. I'm gonna now, ask I, you now to... I must guess. Yeah, what do you both think they gave the fragile uh, back fragile. in 1999? Eight point two. Uh, I'm gonna stick with seven. A whopping two point oh. What, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Link now. <laughs> What the fuck? What Whoa. the fuck? Wow. Uh, and then they did the, the fragile definitive person? edition. Okay. Definitive edition deviations. Yeah, it's probably an 8.2 now. I don't even know. I don't uh, know. Maybe anything. it's a 3. 5. Uh, I'm going to go 3. 8.7. 8. 8. 8. 7. 8.7. What the fuck? Jeez. It's the same music. These people are fucking stupid. <laughs> that's why I hate the fucking. Pitch- that's why I hate Pitchfork. That's why I said flip floppy. Yeah. Flip flop. Flip flop. Flip. All right. The first remix is. <sighs> okay. Yes. We have just a few more laps to go in this labyrinthine. It's uh, a. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh... Yeah, we're back. Stidnos. We're back. So I do feel like the one instrument missing uh-huh. in this album was a uh, ha- haunted house organ. <laughs> oh, here's my goof. Are you ready for it? Are you yes. ready for it? Are you ready for it? This song is the theme song for the heaven, <laughs> the, the heaven's gate cult. <laughs> no. All right. No. I, I, <laughs> I'm just listen to it. Okay. <laughs> this sounds as you ascend. This is just, this is like their this is like their sermon song. <laughs> Heaven's Gate. Do you need? No, I, I'm familiar with uh, okay. Bob. What's the guy's name? Jim Jones. No, that's nope. Jonestown. That's Jonestown. Um, yeah, there were another one. They were the they were the UFO one. They thought that your body would ascend into space, and they would refer to their houses as um, not ships. 
crafts. All their houses are crafts. Uh, it's it's great. It's pretty great. Look up, look it up when you have a chance. In fact, I think Sword and Scale just released an episode about him. You know, uh, I think this is a good song for like the end of a movie when it's showing that everybody's kind of happy and found their place, and it's a sci-fi movie and it's kind of panning out and it's showing the whole world. Oh, mm-hmm. Trent Reznor is the master of like the pan out roll credits <laughs> <laughs> ballad song. Oh, here we go. I'm saying it's fucking it's heaven's gate what are you, what are you I'm just really curious about heaven's gate now because I saw that weird ass guy's face uh-huh. I guess Marshall Applewhite oh yeah 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 but he just has like the most haunting eyes. Wow! Holy shit! Their website oh, has their not website been updated is so since, like, since they all killed themselves. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! They killed themselves. <laughs> wow! His eyes are haunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> haunting. Oh, 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 I just came. Um, <laughs> okay, have we have we moved on to the second remix now? No, there's two no, more. Oh, no, no, no! Oh no, no, no! You gotta stick to the album and keep a five-minute song. Uh, I'm not even high anymore. That's how long this album is. So I guess I guess they went home to uh, the planet Halle Bop. No, oh. which I think is a real star, right? I don't know. Wow! Holy shit! Their website is pure gibberish. It's the time good. for the arrival of the spacecraft from the level above human to take us home to their world in literal heavens. Our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. I guess mm. T is probably the weird cult name for Marshall. Yeah, they 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 got rid of their human names and gave gave all of each other like weird names to like disconnect themselves from their bodies they would also eat like horrible stuff that they didn't enjoy eating or shitting or puking to sort of like stop enjoying things and try to like disconnect their soul from their body and also like get really sick and be dead well no it was just they were what they were trying to do was like disconnect so much from their body that they would like ascend just naturally into space but then it didn't happen so they killed themselves (laughs) How'd they do it? I don't remember. Uh, Probably poison. I think cyanide. Are positioned against suicide. That's interesting. Well, for a while they were against suicide. And then um, the other founder died of cancer. Holy fucking hell. Okay, the the actual website, heavensgate.com, is still extant. And who knows who the fuck is paying for this domain name. Uh, (sighs) uh, So they actually have like a press release that was issued oh, yeah. in 97 that says like by the time you receive this it will be gone that's Several a letter that they actually numbers. they actually sent that letter to to like former uh, members of the cult and what one of the them like fuck? found them all dead this is so dark yeah Stretch across the sky. this is the We're flaming lips remix <laughs> <laughs> very 60s what the hell is going on? It's but this okay. So now, point five of my cubes. 
Heaven's Gate have killed themselves, and this is the song. This is the level above human? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As they stretch, a- stretch across the sky, and they go to space, to Halibop, where they all belong. Halibop. Halibop. Oh, oh, I'm dying to know. What are the relevant scriptures to Heaven's Gate? Um, Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. John 10.15. Okay. There's just a lot of... You can pretty much get any weird, ambiguous, cryptic saying from the Bible and use it to justify some stupid shit. Yeah. No offense to the Bible or anything, but, like, you got some weird shit in there. Offense. The Bible is stupid. Offense. (laughs) Offense. Rude. Blessed Uh, are the dead who die in the Lord. Oh, I kind of like this part. So how do you get your remix on a new album? Um, it's on iTunes? Yeah, I probably paid for it at some point. I think the deluxe edition... Like, like, how does an artist get on a Nin album? Oh, I don't know. Well, there's no remix.nin.com anymore, so forget about that. But um, <laughs> a lot of the time it is selected sort of informally, like on some remix albums. Um, just like fan favorites that I guess if you get like a following or circulation in like clubs or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, some know. of the remixes are like really prominent established artists like Ladytron. And others are Todd Rundgren, who doesn't. But I don't know. I don't know a... if Lady Tron was prominent and established in 2009 or not. She, they might have been. Ooh, I like this part. Hold on, Shush. And then you get Kent Lee just go. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I guess it sounds okay. So, yeah. Uh, this is a. This is a thing. This is a <laughs> we could put you in touch with the guy who runs Ninwiki. <laughs> oh yeah. Who, who knows Rob oh, yeah. Sheridan? Maybe. Uh, no, it's not Rob Sheridan. You know how, I mean, okay, here's the thing, though. It took almost a year for us to get our podcast listening, listening into the Ninwiki, and he's my friend, so we're not making promises about anything here. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me to check on that. What do you mean? I already did it. I'm in, con- I'm in contact with the Reflecting in the Chrome right now, though. Ooh, nice. So do some editing. For the video side of the album uh, That's very website. Cool. That is very cool. Man, it's been a long time since we put that up one year up. See, the passengers are out today because they killed themselves. It's it's surprising to me that. I was going to say both of your groups, but all 1.5 of your groups um, pertain to a suicidal kilt. That, that's surprising to you? <laughs> I guess I was expecting... I don't know. We have we have bits, you know. I was, maybe it was, a, it was a how much angst, or maybe it was a, <laughs> that, it was a dad thoughts. Or like, I zagged on you. You zagged on a me. A 2017 zagged on you, motherfucker! I like this. Shut up. This is good. Turn it up. last forever so this sounds so much like this Saul Williams album which Wiley has not heard 
and Miley. Okay, you know what? I've technically heard one song of the Saul Williams album because there's that one song uh, called The March, which is off Fragile Deviations. That back in like whenever he's doing the Saul Williams stuff, he's like, oh yeah, here's one of my songs that I didn't use on the Fragile. You can have it. Huh. Um, and so I know it from the Fragile, but. Right, I think that's the name Skin of a Drum. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is maybe mm-hmm. my favorite song on that's that album, in. aside from Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Well, my favorite the, Nine Inch Nails cover. But, but A, it's not a Nine Inch Nails cover. B, don't let that be your favorite song on the album, because it's not an original. But, I'm just telling you how to fave things. Yep. I'm fave shaman. Oh my god, this fucking... It's almost over. Yeah, we got another... Uh, oof, the next one is seven oof. minutes, where we can probably just do our Facebook credits and then just fade out. <laughs> no. Fade to black. Oh, it has... Yeah. The last song really pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. It really did. So, it's... um, While I'm Still Here, the Brayer P. Orridge Howler remix. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the Brayer P. Orridge is like a collective of singers... Who all have like weird gravelly voices? I don't know. Hang on, I need to look this up because it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, while I'm still here, what's the what's the next remix? Uh, while I'm still here, Brayer P. Orridge Howler. Just do while I'm still here remix. It'll come up. While I'm, I... while I'm still here, Howler. I like how spoopy it is right off the bat. It begins with the sound of howler monkeys at the Los Angeles Zoo. We still haven't been to the LA Zoo. And the beginning is spoken by Lady J. Brayer P. Orridge. Mm. Alright, gonna have to Google that. Google the P. Orridge. The fuck everyone in the world. Lady J. Brayer P. Orridge was an American nurse, keyboard player, and singer with PTV, a revamped version of Psychic TV, and The Majesty. She married Genesis P. Orridge on Friday 13th, a, a uh, yeah. auspicious date, and uh, took the name Lady J. Brayer P. Orridge as part of their project Pandrogyny to evolve into a new gender as a single being they called Brayer P. Orridge. What in God's name? So Listen, listen. The 90s were a hell of a time. Oh, yeah. This Apparently is the voice so. that I hate. I mean, not that one. I love that voice, Here but this one. Ugh. Yeah, so Ugh. Weird, it's just making me angry. Weird, raspy hobo comes in. Sorry. I'm land hacking you. Here we go. Hang the fuck on. Do you, do you hate this enough that I could do a goof instead? Yeah. Okay, so um, there's <laughs> there's this game, Mega Man 8. Oh, uh, wait, what? Mega Man 8, <laughs> uh, which featured animated cutscenes with real voice actors, um, but they did not cast very well for the, for the English dub. Okay. Um, and also, uh, do you know the villain's name? In Is it Wahi? Dr. Wily. Dr. Wily. Dr. Wiley. So yeah, yeah. Dr. Wiley is the villain's <laughs> name. So for for these applicable reasons. Coincidence. 
They got like a mumbly hobo to play Dr. Light. Alright, hang on. I have to pause this other bullshit. Pause. Apologies for this, but not really. You see, it seems to be energy resources. <laughs> but I've never seen this type on Earth. <laughs> I don't know where this energy came from. But we cannot wait it fall into Dr. Lyway's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, enough. Recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wiley? That's a good question. <laughs> we might be able to locate another energy mission from the radar room. When we find that meteor, we'll find Dr. Wiley. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay. I hate it. Sorry, that was a that was a just for me thing. I didn't. Doctor Wiley. I'm okay. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> 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 All right. Should we just fucking ticking time ticking away? I guess we could plug ourselves. Yeah, let's, let's plug ourselves. Uh, should I start? Ladies first. Uh, find us on Facebook at, and on Twitter at Trent Talk Pod for more of this here thing that you're listening to. And you can go to the Ben... Okay, sorry, I almost said my own website. <laughs> BenViewNetwork.com slash Trent Talk Pod for, for more Trent Talk Pod. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at, at <laughs> Shia Carey. Spell it. C-H-E-Y-A. C-A-R-Y. I'm on Twitter at Claire Wolf at C-L-A-R-E-E-E-W-O-L-F. Bravo. One time I recorded the podcast and I was so high I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> yeah. What about you, sir? Uh, well, um, everywhere on social networking, I am Decoy Photon. Uh, it's at Decoy Photon. My SoundCloud is Decoy Photon. I do music. I do music for hire as well. I've done a couple... Uh, indie video games and uh, I also do sound design so if you're looking for any of those things mm-hmm. I'm looking for work mm-hmm. and we can vouch for his uh, soundtrack soundtracking prowess yeah um, I'll, I'll find the word don't worry I'll find it <laughs> um, doing of soundtracks <laughs> uh, he did some really impressive like uh, bit tweaking or what would you call it like sort of a uh, ambiance yeah he did ambiance and then also like that weird Creepy intro for oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Zero Business. For the years, I was talking about high crimes. Yeah. Both You've of just those. done things. You've done s- just stuff for us. And we do want to have another high crimes episode coming at you soon. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's been tough to do. I am trying to invent an eighth day of the week. And once I do, we'll have another yes. fucking episode <laughs> oh, also, uh, of another fucking show. If we have any listeners in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. We'll be hosting a comedy showcase at the Theater of Note. On Sunday, this Sunday, uh, April 2nd at 9.30 p.m. And that's Theater of Note on Cahoinga Boulevard at yes. Avenue Street. That's $5 cash or credit. $5 cash also, beer, credit. beer, wine, and snacks are And available. we're also doing the thing April 30th. Twice in one month. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Don't so. miss out. We got some of our favorite Los Angeles comics. Mm, come to Hollywood. Get drunk, and then on Monday morning we can... We can Snapchat each other about how drunk we still are. If you're not from Los Angeles, come down to Los Angeles. <laughs> if you're not from Los Angeles, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and impress your <laughs> friends by seeing an underground comedy scene with some emerging Whoa. voices. But I think uh, our ticking time I think, has hold on. run out. Were you done, Josh? Uh-huh. 
Did you uh, have yeah, more? I'm done. Okay. Uh, no. Hmm? Well, I okay. think uh, we're about ready for the sign-off. Do we all three want to try to do it? Josh, having listened to all our episodes, <laughs> certainly knows what we're about to do. Ready? Yeah. Nine inch. Nailed, Nailed it! it. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you, everybody. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.